This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. And welcome to episode number 45. 45 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. 45 weeks. 45. Talking about shows. That's, that's the speed that a little record would go on the record player. There you go. You know, if we started talking about this, if we started our podcast talking about shows back when we started talking about shows together we'd be up to episode like 1040 or so probably yeah <laughs> yeah we, we would be right up there yeah so uh john yes did you watch a lot of stuff this week i did watch a lot of stuff this week it feels like too much stuff i watched i watched a good amount of stuff i think it's a good amount um but I did a lot of research this week on the mid-season mid 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 season shows. Yes, I need to work on my enunciation. So I'm looking forward to talking about those mid-season shows, given our predictions uh, on which ones we think will succeed and which ones we think will fail. Exactly, exactly, and kind of inadvertently, my list is in order of when they're going to be appearing. On TV. That doesn't seem inadvertent. You do that with a lot of stuff. Like, you started <laughs> making your notes based on what day of the week the show came on. I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to keep order in my life somehow. I see. My, mine's yeah. a little more chaotic. But, That's spoiler okay. alert, most of my list are things I think will fail. Um, jeez. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. <laughs> um, to different I degrees, was, of course. Right, right, right. I, uh, so, I... I want to start out by saying I finished Luke Cage. Oh, good. I powered through it. I suffered through it. I wasn't – the theme song's great. I mean, I really enjoy the theme song. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't impressed with the story overall, the whole season. I wasn't blown away by it. I wasn't – I don't know. It didn't move me. It didn't speak to me. It didn't like – I don't know. Daredevil's amazing, both seasons. Jessica Jones, um, and I think Jessica Jones for me with the big savior was David Tennant because he was really phenomenal. Um, gotcha. But but I powered through. I am looking forward to Iron Fist. I'm looking forward to the Defenders. Yes and yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so I powered through Luke Cage, and that's really all I need to say about that. You said powered through three times. Is that a take on the fact that he was also Power Man in the comics? Um, no, that's just, uh, in reference to, I had to force myself to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as I started, I was like, you know, I was going to watch something else. I'm like, no, no, I need to finish watching this. <laughs> I need to get it done. I need, I just need to put it to bed because I don't want to not watch it. It's the first Marvel thing I've had a hard time watching. Right. I gotcha. Since the cinematic universe launched in the TV crossover business. 
Um, I think if I remember correctly, you were on the fence for quite a while about Shield. I think you were ready to bow out of Shield when it was getting the first, slow. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, you know, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, well, maybe because I only had to watch one a week, I didn't feel as forced as the fact I had like six episodes to get through. I gotcha. You know, and so I'm binging, if you will, these six episodes. Yep. Ugh, my most unfavorite binge I've ever experienced. <laughs> but anyhow, so that being said, I'm done. Uh, real quick, did you finish up Shut Eye at all? No, I did not. That was okay. one that I set aside because I wanted to finish up a couple others. Fair enough. And I only ended up finishing up one of them, but that's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, I would like to start with Sherlock. Okay. Um, it I, seems I, weird I, to say season four finale when you're three episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I will say I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it as well. Although I, I really, found it one of the most disturbing episodes that they've oh, had. Oh, it was massively disturbing. Yes, on many, many levels of disturbing. Yeah. Uh, their sister is crazy. But brilliant crazy. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. It's like, a, I mean, like, Sherlock calls himself a high-functioning sociopath. Yeah. And his sister's even grander sociopath than well, he is. They've got that old saying, you know, the inmates are running the asylum. And they quite Legit. literally gave birth to that with this, or, you know, gave legitimacy to that with this, I should say. She was running the asylum. Basically, anybody that came into contact with her, anybody that talked with her, she was able to reprogram them mentally. Just oh, yeah. talking and keeping a steady tone of voice and knowing what buttons to press and what not yep. to press. And got them all to do her bidding. Not like zombies. They were perfectly, fully functioning human beings. Yep. But they had all of her best interest in mind. Now, so real quick, Sharon Ford is yes. the name of the asylum. Yes. Which we always believed that was the name of the other brother, but that's the name of the asylum. And uh, do you, I think, this is what I think, and I didn't go back and watch it, although I probably should see if I can prove my point. I think the glass separating her and Sherlock was there the entire time up until they touched. It was not. I went back and checked. You and, did? And the thing is, at the end, they make sure to show you the reflections, you know, like in the light, not just the final scene where they're facing each other and you can see his reflection on her and her reflection on him to show like yeah. how close they are. But like when he walks in and he's standing there, you can see his reflection in the glass. When he sees her the first time, there is no reflection. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because that was that was well done. That was well done, and that was creepy, like very to, creepy. To keep telling him to step closer to the glass, step closer to the glass, and then put your hand on the glass. And just as he puts his hand up there, and she's like, you know, I'll do it to match you. And then she grabs his hand, and there's no glass. Yeah, and then you then it's blatantly obvious, like to keep up to the glass and this and that are just sticking out, so it makes it look like there's something there. Yep. And then of course the, the the throat microphone she had, so her voice came out of the speakers. Uh huh. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. And well again, done. all of that set up, not because, you know, she was an electrical genius. No, it's because she converted everybody over to her side over the decades that yeah. she's been in this prison. Yep. And it really oh, yeah. has been decades. 
She's and, definitely running the place. Yep. And got them to set this all up for her. Yep. Yeah. Very elaborate. I was actually, while they were playing the tapes of her talking, mm-hmm. uh, like to the doctor or Moriarty or whatever they could play while they had it, I, I'm, I'm like, why are you listening to the tapes? If she brainwashed <laughs> someone on this tape, don't you think maybe it could happen to you just because she's not in person if she's that good at it? Right. Um. But no, it was a great episode. It was good. It it delved into the history of the Holmeses. Yep. Uh the the TV history they had where they did have a brother. Mm-hmm. And uh Yeah, it was, it was just the fact that the little girl killed the brother was just insane because Sherlock wouldn't the, play with the her. friend. It was his best friend. I thought it was his brother no. who was like his best friend. No, it was a friend of theirs. Oh, yeah. Okay, I missed that. I thought it was like it was his brother, but they were best friends. Yeah. Okay. No, that I, I'm 99% sure that it was just his friend. All right, I must have just missed that. I thought it was interesting. I, I called it early on, though, that the little girl on the plane was – that the whole thing was made up, that you know there was something wrong about it, that it was made up, where she was in the air for an awful long time. Yeah, yeah. Initially, I didn't think it was anything hinky, but when they kept putting her on hold and then when they blacked out for hours and came back mm-hmm. and she was still on the plane, and I'm like, okay, there's yep. something up here. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it it was uh like really I afterwards I had to decompress a bit. I I felt very uh not grossed out but like kind of mentally shaken up. Some of the tests that she had them do, you know, even the Molly one, you know, it might seem so innocent but the fact that he had to make her say I love you and mean it. I know. I know. It was uh it was a rough episode. It was a rough episode. It was a great episode. It was a great episode. It was a really, really good episode. And yes, Redbeard was a childhood friend. You're absolutely right. Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to look it up because I was like, oh, I, I want to make sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did an interview with Stephen Moffat afterwards, and they were talking to him about the different things. And uh, one of the things that he said was that this is the first time that they have ended a season where they didn't have any loose ends to tie up. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, the season ends really well wrapped up, and you have – you know, Mary's monologue from her second video mm-hmm. um, were basically like – it felt like a series finale. Yes, and that's what he said. He was like, yeah. if, if we don't come back, we're in a good place to not come back. We'd love to come back, and we're hoping to come back. See, I thought they were already signed on for a fifth season. I, I thought I read they were as well signed on for a fifth season, at least Benedict Cumberpatch was as I read, but um, but no, like the way they wrapped it up, if, that, if we don't get any more episodes, it'll be – Kind of like, oh, that's too bad. But at least yep. you feel like you have a conclusion. Yep, exactly. You know, and a good um, one. You know, they're yeah, back to solving really cases. One. If they yep. do come back, then uh, he said that kind of what you know you see at the show is we're going to get a more traditional Holmes and Watson. You know, middle-aged yep. men who are grizzled by the world around them and who are ready to solve mysteries and not be flashy playboys, not be cute and sexy and stuff. Oh, that's true, though. That is exactly where they're at at this point. Yep. If you watch the first episode to now, they both have aged tremendously. They have. And I know some of that's makeup, but there's also well, the years still, that have gone by. 
I mean, yeah, I know, yeah, like you said, it is makeup, but it is, yeah, not really that much. Right. I mean, it's, it has been seven years, but, whew, it was great. It was. <laughs> it was so good. Like, it was so good. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this whole season. Yes. Uh, I know I had my problems with episode two, if you will, but as a whole, I really enjoyed this whole season. I did as well. And, and I really think that, you know, if anybody's on the fence out there, because like, I've yeah. talked to some people who are like, oh, I don't know if I really want to watch it. It's three episodes per season. There are four yep. seasons. I mean, that's 12 episodes. Yes, they're an hour and a half each, but come on. That's basically watching 12 movies. You can do it. You can go on the PBS app on – I have it on my ta- my Kindle, and I watched them right off there. They have them right on – they have the new episodes right on the PBS app under the Masterpiece Theater section. So excellent, easy to find, yep. you know, uh, easy to watch and, um, excuse me, pardon me again, but yeah, I don't know. Powerful episode. Good stuff. Um, I liked this. It's always been assumed that John, that Sherlock, you know, cares for John tremendously yep. uh, for Watson. But this, uh, but this final episode really drove it home when he's like, this is a family matter. And he's like, and that's why he's here. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why he's here. So. In your face, Mycroft. And yeah. when they first had the scene with Queens, I Want to Break Free, and Moriarty oh. stepped out of the helicopter, for yes. a moment, weren't you like, oh, my God, he's really alive? Yes. And then, like, after his little dance number, five years <laughs> earlier, and it's like, oh. But now it makes sense, though. Like, yes. he, she was controlling Moriarty, even. Mm-hmm. Making it made him record all those things so she yep. could play him later and everything. But yeah, including you know, the miss me, miss me, miss me. Yes, yes. So I don't know. It was great, great, great season. Well done. Absolutely. You're right. Three episodes is not enough, even though they're an hour and a half a piece. Yep. I hope we get more. I look forward to it. I do too. Oh, so is, is Walking Dead still on hiatus, or are you just not watching it? It's still on hiatus for a little bit longer. Okay. I, I read something recently where after the first episode of this season, they were forced to tone down the blood, gore, and violence. Oh, yeah. People were all up in arms over the Negan smashing people with the bat thing. Well, the, the, it's The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah it's it, on at it, 10 o'clock at night. I mean, yeah, people were... Um, People were complaining, saying that it was over the top, that it was too much, that you could have violence without being so graphic in it. it basically, some people uh, likened it to like a porn snuff film. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I was, yeah. I was not in that camp, but, well, people yeah. like to have a voice, so. Whatever. Yes, they do. So, uh, Gotham. Gotham. All right, I watched Gotham this week, and um, yeah. So here's my here's two things that I, I thought was a problem for me in this episode. Only two? Wow, you're doing better than me. Two standouts. Okay. The first was uh, when Lee made her grand stand at the police station, demanding <laughs> that that uh, that Jim be arrested. Because you know, in any sane world, the medical examiner becomes the interim chief of police. Right, right, right. Um, so the, the, uh, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, um, my big problem with that was, is it was way, 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 way too many police officers standing around in that room 
because there's no way they can recruit and hire that many people that quickly, <laughs> seeing how they kill 30 officers an episode practically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, that's all, as I'm watching this, I'm, first I was rolling my eyes over the, the grandstanding, and then I was just like, there's way too many police officers, and there's way too many uniformed officers in that room. Yep. Watching we, all this on. Which we've discussed is a problem with the show anyway. You know, oh, what kind of recruitment shirts. bonus do they have? Or, But also, like, did you notice there were that many police officers and she exclaimed, I want him arrested right now, and not one of them moved on him? Yep. And I don't think it was out of solidarity. I think it was because they're just extras and they were told to stay in their spots. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think that seems interesting. I think that seems accurate, I mean. <laughs> Um, the other problem I had with it was, okay, so the penguin, his assistant is eating cake, and the penguin strikes him in the head with a trophy, and the assistant spins around, gently sets the cake down <laughs> yes. on the desk, yes, and then is beat to death. Yes. Like, he took the time to set the cake down uh-huh. instead of just dropping it. I was like, because <laughs> when he set the cake down, I thought... Is he going to, like, turn back around and, like, go ballistic on Penguin? Oh, no, no. He's just going to get beat to death. He just didn't want to make get frosting on his on his wardrobe, I guess. <laughs> I, I, fi- I pictured the props department being like, look, we've only got so much cake. If we yeah. do multiple cakes, try to save it. <laughs> We're going to need this cake for the next take. <laughs> Either that or it was such good cake that he's like, you know what? I don't want to eat this, this cake. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, but, yeah, I got I one s- bit part on this show. <laughs> But you, yeah, obviously you saw that as well. Oh, yes. Oh, it drove me nuts. <laughs> um, one of the bits I did – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say one of the big problems that I had was how professional killer Zaz, who I liked his little banters <sighs> with Jim. You know, they, yeah. were, they were kind of good in that I'm a professional, I'm letting you know type of thing. But then yes. he, he's up there with a sniper rifle, misses his shot yeah. wrong, and then – while he's scoping them in, he has two underlings that are walking around with assault rifles, fully automatic assault rifles, with scopes yeah. on top, but they're yeah. holding them at chest height. They're right. not holding them at hip height, which would be gangster style, and Correct. they're not up against their shoulders actually they're not looking using down the, the actual sights, yeah. Right. Yeah, they they're just, just spray and praying and literally moving their barrels back and forth, spraying the entire area. Then later on yeah. in the kitchen, he does the same thing after one of these, you know, minions stupidly walks over to the counter, sees Jim on the floor on the other side of it, and instead of pointing her gun down and shooting him, says, I'll climb on top of the counter and climb over to shoot him. Giving Jim an advantage to reach up and grab me and pull me down and kill me. Oh no. And then Zaz yeah, walks in and starts doing one. the same spray and pray at chest light, chest height. Yeah. Bothered me. Nobody holds a gun like that if they are trained in weapon usage. Well, Ridiculous. okay, so one of the things I enjoyed about the show was uh, Zaz's interactions with Jim as far as the dialogue part of it. Yes. You know, like Kim's like, hey, Jim, just want to give you a heads up. I haven't ordered to kill you yet. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always enjoyed you. Get your you, in order. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, no hard feelings, buddy, right? I'm, I'm a, you know, and Jim's like, okay, great, Zaz. And then later on, when Harvey and, and Jim are pinned down, when he does miss that sniper shot, he's like, oh, Zaz has got it. I got the, uh, was it, you know, Falcone put a hit on me. Zaz is coming after me. What? Shouldn't you have told me that? I mean, I'm always standing next to you. No, no, Zaz isn't after you. He's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> He's only going to kill me. And it was true. Yep. I thought that was funny. And then again later, 
when they're in the kitchen and Jim gets the upper hand, he doesn't kill Zaz. He just leaves him. Yep. And then Falcone walks in and goes, the hit's off. And <laughs> Zaz is like, okay, see you later. Okay, boss. Yeah. <laughs> later, Jim. He just walks out like nothing. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did enjoy all those because I do like Zaz. I do like that character. Yes. Um, I thought that Nigma driving Penguin crazy was well done. Yes, uh, with the, uh, with what he used, you know, the shape yes. changer and the lighting effects and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was well done. Yep. Um, I was interested to learn this time that Selena Kyle is 16 years old. Mm hmm. Still acting like a 10 year old. Yeah. Still being portrayed like a 10 year old, but apparently is 16 years old. Yep. Seemed a little bit off. That means if we're to follow that Bruce is about the same age, then Bruce is two years away from getting ready to go off to college and in Gotham world, you know, start becoming the Batman. Mm -hmm. Two years. That's two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a long way to go. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, I did not care at all for the little tat-for-tat... Interactions between Alfred and Selena's oh mom. Oh God! Does Alfred just like automatically get a boner for every woman that he meets that's age appropriate or close to age appropriate? Apparently so. Yes. He just that character spends more time like adjusting his collar. Going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome to stay with us anytime. Yeah, and I'm like hornball. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, massively. Of course, he's raising a, a sexual predator, so. I guess Correct. that yep. makes sense. Yep. Yeah, he is indeed. <laughs> um, Lee did a very dramatic and quick about face <laughs> when it comes to wanting to kill kill Jim, huh? Uh huh. Didn't take she much went from her. She went from all in to oh wait, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was ridiculous. Oh, and how about the um, Court of Owls owl statue? You know, why did they oh, want God. this? Well. They they killed people for it. Let's go yep. set it in the other room on a table out in the middle of the room so that everybody can see it. Yep. And then let's walk away just as the sun hits it and projects a map on the wall. Yep. You know, the, we've already determined that the room that they were looking at it in is the most broken into room in the entire manor. And then they put it in the next room over without lock, key, or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it has a lot to do with I think the the set budget must not yes. be very large because they have a great exterior building they sh- they show every time but interior wise nope, we got two rooms. That's right. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yeah. moving on. Uh I watched Timeless. Yes. Timeless and uh, was, I liked it. I I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed who Harry Houdini on this episode. Oh yeah, it was unexpected. I never saw him in the previews. Yep. And he did a great job. I thought the actor that played him was did a yeah, did a really great job. I like what they did with the character and Yep. Just all that stuff. I thought it was great. I yep. thought it was great. It was a tremendous episode. It was a lot of fun. Um we uh I was glad to see like when we went away on hiatus, I remember you and I talked because they said coming in January, the search for Lucy begins. And we're like, don't make the back half of the season all about trying to hunt down Lucy. And they didn't. <sighs> nope. They they caught right back up with her and took her home in the first episode. Good. And they covered a lot in this as far as they had H. H. Holmes, mm-hmm. the first ever serial killer. Yes. And 
you know, once they all get back together, because they're in the they're in his death mansion. Yes. And they're all back together, and it's Rufus and Lucy and Wyatt, and he's got you know Wyatt's got his gun drawn on Holmes, and Holmes you know does that speech. Oh, I'll tell everyone where the bodies are. Remember you said if you just only know what happened, da 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 da. And he goes to Lucy. He goes, <laughs> is he, is he going to do it? And you see the hesitation. Finally, she just goes. No, he's not. He's a liar. He's eventually going to, you know, sell it to make money, blah, 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 blah. He's like, you can't trust that witch. Poof, dead. Yeah. One shot dead. Yeah. That problem solved. <laughs> but I just, I thought it, I thought it was great. Like, you know, every other time show I've ever seen, they always like, oh, we have to take great care not to, not to fudge the timeline. We can't change right. anything on and on and on. And this show just changes stuff weekly. Yes. Weekly. And they've seen what happens when they do that. And still they have like that, you know, we got to do it. Yep. So, um, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed this week. I thought it was good. I thought, uh, I loved Houdini, uh, tricking, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Flynn, the bad guy. Flynn, thank you. Tricking Flynn, taking his gun, handcuffing him to the, the to the safe or the radiator, whatever it was. Yep, the old cup purse, as she called. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. And he's like, "Oh, and you've been saved by Harry Houdini." <laughs> They're like, "Who's Harry Houdini?" Come watch my show. And he leaves. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it was good stuff. Um, interesting. As a side note on Timeless, uh, this popped up on my Twitter feed. A bunch of people who liked. Uh, picture and it was a form letter type thing from uh, Eric Kripke and he was basically giving an impassioned plea to the fans and said look I love doing Timeless we all love doing Timeless Timeless is doing pretty well but it's always been considered a bubble show and the next five weeks are going to determine what happens to Timeless whether we get a second season or not and he said first off our DVR numbers are great our online numbers are great it's our live numbers that are not that great Yep. So if you get a chance, watch it live, put your, your TV on live, you know, let people see that you're watching it live so that we can get our numbers up. And hopefully we'll be able to come back for a second season. He said, you know, a lot of fans do, um, bring back our show petitions and movements after the show's been canceled, which is honestly when it's too late. So if you want to get in on this, do it now before we're canceled and really help us perk up those live numbers, let people know that you're watching it, tweet about it, shout about it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool, actually. And so now we're getting the word out to our listeners as well. If you like Timeless or you like hearing us talk about Timeless, you know, watch it live if you can. Tweet about it. Let people know that you like Timeless and you want to stick around. Yeah. yeah. Did my civil duty for today? Good job, John. That's right. Um. Oh, and in the end, when Rufus. Yeah. Lays down the law to Rittenhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. You think that'll come back to bite him, or do you think they'll back off? Because, you know, if they back off, the show, I think, will be more interesting. Yes, I agree. Because their hands are really tied with, like, you know, the whole recording thing and this and that and whatnot like that. And Rufus did make a, a very valid point. Like, you want us to stop Flynn. We're going to stop Flynn, but we're not going to be your flunkies. Right. You know, we're going to try and stop Flynn and do whatever it takes to make, you know, make sure that he doesn't kill all you people off and, and, and do what he's trying to do. But you're not going to threaten us the whole time while we do it. Yeah, basically let us do our job. And let yep. us be ourselves and not have to constantly be under your microscope. 
him, and he pulled the "I'm the only pilot" card. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've been questioning that since the beginning of the show, and now I know. the writers were like, "Just wait for it. Just wait for it. This is why he's the only pilot." Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> good times. Good times. Uh, so I watched Shield. Yes. Uh, and this is all about the Patriot. It's all about. Yeah. <sighs> kind of felt yeah. like a, a, not necessarily a filler episode, but kind of. I don't know. I didn't didn't feel fillers to me. It really felt like it established the, the whole episode. Basically, to me, came down to establishing that you know we know that Mace. Is the director Mace is not a inhuman. Right. He takes a serum to give his strength and power, but it only doesn't it only lasts for a short period of time. Right. Or it doesn't last for very long. Because you know they were never able to successfully recreate the super soldier serum. Exactly. The closest they could get is the one they have for him. Um so this really just established that Mace is going to be the face of the company, the face of Shield. Mace the face. Yep. He's going to be the face that that doesn't run the place. Yep. Where and then in the background for mission wise and all that stuff, it's going to be Coulson. Which I thought Coulson was pretty quick to jump on that and be like, "I'll be calling the shots." When all this time he's been saying, "I like being able to step back. I like not having to be the one in charge." But I guess it's a good compromise because he doesn't have to be the public face. He doesn't have to answer the press questions right. and stuff like he that. He basically said, "I hated all the administrative work. You can have that." You know, and yep. so I think it actually, you know, that definitely establishes going forward. It'll make things easier, if you will. Yep. Especially when it comes to Coulson. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed General Talbot this episode. He had some <laughs> great lines. Yeah, he did. I don't know where the personality, personality suddenly came from in this episode, but it was pretty fantastic. It, it's almost like the actor said, look, if you're going to keep me on this show. I want to have more of a personality than just angry douche. Yes, because that's basically all he's been is angry douche that grits his teeth and makes me, you know, yep. but it was great. You do this, you do this, you get me a coffee. Don't forget the French vanilla flavor or <laughs> creamer or something. And he turns to May, even though it's fake May, other than my mother, you're the woman that intimidates me most in this world. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was some great dialogue. Yep, I agree. Um, I really thought that it was um, awesome that Coulson has the Captain America shield projected out of his hand. Yes. And uses yes. it to protect the Patriot. Yes, that was really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, and the sniper was using a similar round that Diamondback used in Luke Cage as far as, you know, it didn't just shoot it, drilled and right. loaded, basically. So. Yep. <laughs> um. So I was kind of wondering if the, if the weapons were one and the same or different or from the same line, but they never addressed it, so whatever. Um, and then, you know, fake May knows that she's uh, she's not May, I guess, or yep. just there's something different about her. So And real May actually woke up because I don't know how that guy could be a scientist and be so stupid as to say, oh, yeah. we need to keep her sedated, so we'll put her in a relaxation spa with hot stone massages. No, if you want to keep her sedated, then you put her into a high-conflict scenario exactly. inside of her mind. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that was kind of dumb of him, but yeah, so she woke up, 
and fought a little bit against the Adabot, and the Adabot kind of kicked her ass, put her right back to sleep, and uh, you know that's yeah, the- going to end well for anyone. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not when when real May comes back. It's gonna be. It's gonna be held to pay. Oh yes, there is. So I did not watch a couple shows this week because of timing and my son's birthday party and work and overtime and this and that, and that includes This Is Us and Grimm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So my wife and I watched This Is Us together, and I had to. Bed. I was on my ten hour rotation, so I was going in early every night, mm-hmm. and then I had I got ordered in. Well, I had a double on Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, I went in my normal early. And then Thursday, I got ordered in early. So, and then today, you know, we had my son's birthday party earlier. And then last night, we watched Timeless. And then she was exhausted and went to bed. So, didn't get a chance to watch This Is Us. uh, It's not spoilerific. Um, This episode was called The Big Day. Yeah. And it was basically the story of the day that the kids were born, but told from or told focusing on three different parties, uh, Gerald McCraney's doctor and yep. what he did that day and, and what his life was like. Mm-hmm. Um, of course the, the parents, what they did that day and what life was yep. like for them, because we saw the brief snippet in the beginning, you know, the first yeah. episode, but this goes back and shows you what happened the whole, ep- the whole day. And there's a lot more to it. And then the mm-hmm. third party is the fireman who brought in the little baby. Oh, who brought in Randall. Yeah. And okay. it was a really good episode. It really tugged at a lot of the heartstrings. Um, because you've known these characters, but it was literally just that day, you know, <laughs> and, and then at the end, it kind of fast forwarded to let you know, you know, catch you up and say, Oh, look at this. Look at this. But it was seeing those characters and what they were going through. And it was very emotional. It was. I, I'm not going to say anything more that would be spoilerific, so that you could still watch it and enjoy it. But it was a really good episode and didn't have anything to do with the actual kids or anything. Well, I look forward to it. Mm. And I, I will do. also tell you that uh, Grim. Uh, next week, they're finally going to give us a monster again. This, this week was not monster-filled. There was no monster. It was, once again, the political drama. But don't worry, they wrap it all up in a cute little bow by the end. Oh, good. So the political drama is finally over. Next week, we'll get a monster of the week, which is good. something out of Spanish folklore that steals babies. Oh, and Rosalie's pregnant, as we know. And, you know, Adeline and Nick have a baby. And so that, I'm sure, will all come into play. You know what? As long as we're back to Monster of the Week, I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we've only got 13 episodes for this entire season, and we've wasted a few already. Now, there's something that we didn't talk about last week's episode, and it okay. came up again in this week's episode, and I just kind of want to touch base on this. Diana is a Mary Sue, and I'm a oh, little massively. sick of it. Yeah. She's literally introduced to the show so that she can be the wonder kid that can do anything in the world. And it kind of ticks me off because this girl, like nobody else can see the writing on the cloth, but she sure can. And nobody else can do this and she can, and nobody else can do this. She can, she can do anything. Anytime the plot says, Oh, our heroes are helpless. Let's bring in Diana. She can fix it. I'm sick of it. I don't like that. I think that that is lazy storytelling. I think that that is gross negligence on the part of the writers and it needs to stop. 
I'm not saying outright murder the kid. I'm just saying the world would be better if she was not in it for storytelling purposes. Well, the problem is they painted themselves in such a corner with who she is, what she can do, and what she can accomplish, and on and on and on that you know it, it's it, it'd be pretty hard press to yeah you know they painted her in such a corner yep. as who she is and everything even before they brought her back when she was a baby and was doing the stuff they were doing and that's uh-huh. why we got to get her out of here it's to the point where on this episode you know in the beginning they always say previously on Grimm and they show you flashbacks one of the flashbacks was of his mom saying you know this child has an unbelievable destiny one that can be used for good or evil and Juliet saying you mean the kind that could like change the world and she's like yes like, yeah, you're setting that up once again. <sighs> but how are they going to get rid of her? <laughs> I could think of a few ways, but most people would frown I mean, upon them. Without without killing her, how do you get rid of her? The only way that happens is if you break up Adeline and and, and Grimmy there. I can't think of his name. Nick? I'm bringing Nick. God, I, all I wanted to say was, I don't know anymore. David, that's his real name. Uh, I think, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Without breaking up Nick and Adeline, you can't really do anything besides kill her or kidnap her. And then if they kidnap oh, her... Oh, dude, it's a show about the supernatural. She could be, like, sent away to live with a coven of um, hexen beasts to learn more about her powers. Or, you know, they could pull a, a cable and send her to an alternate reality or to the future to grow up and, and get used to her powers before she comes back. There's a lot of different things they could do on a supernatural-type show. But what I'm saying is, unless they willingly send her someplace, then the then it's just going to focus on looking for her. Right. That's what I mean. So. Right. Yeah. I get you. Oh, well. But good. I'm glad. I like to look forward to a Monster of the Week episode. Yeah, I like me Monster too. of the Week episodes. Uh, let's see here. Middle was funny. That's all I'm going to say about that. Was Superstore even on this week? It was not. Okay. It was a double episode of The Good Place. Yes, which I watched last <laughs> night. And did you watch it? I sure did. Was this the season finale? This sure was. Okay, after the ending, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the season finale. Yes. Because it turns out they were in the bad place the whole time. <laughs> and then, it, that, and it, honestly, that is really the only way to save that show. It, it was, I loved it. You know, yeah. I had been digging the show right along. I had yeah. questioned that from the beginning. I was like, you know, if she's here and he's here, what if it really is the bad place and nobody told Michael, you know, and yeah. maybe, maybe there's something wrong with each of these people. You know, Chidi's a bad writer and, and, uh, it's great to see the, the twist that they added to that where it turns out that Michael was the mastermind of the whole thing. Yes, and the good place was the name of his town he wanted to bring people. Yes. You know, he wanted to pretend they were in the good place. But here's just the thing. Just for those four people. Just for those four people. Everyone else in the town was a fake. Yeah. And I love they showed the little snap, little flashback clips and snippets and mm-hmm. this and that and everything. And But then I, I lean to wonder, like, is there really a medium place? Like that Mindy? Right. Is that for real? I don't know. Uh, the the oh, sorry. The idea to go to the medium place was Janet's. Remember, and yeah, they did she, say that they stole true. a good place, Janet. Yes, and that they don't know where she is now. They yep. don't know where they are. Right. Interesting. I I, oh, I thought it was great. 
it, it was, it, it was just, it was so well done. Like to flip it around like that, for me at least, flip it around, make it believable. Actually, like you said, have the flashbacks that tie it back earlier in the season so that you could see yep. each time that this was all carefully masterminded. Although, you know, he said that he could do this to torture them for a thousand years. And they were like, yeah, you only got like eight weeks out of it, which was however long the show was on. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, well, I'm just going to erase your memories and we're going to restart from the beginning. And by her leaving herself that note, you know, Eleanor finds she, cause he basically, you know, he said, oh, well, it turns out that the whole reason that you guys figured this out and saw through the charade was because you had each other. Next time I'll just separate you all more instead yep. of forcing you on each other. And so I felt that was a good place. If they did get canceled, it's still a good place to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that show will come back, but if it does, I can't imagine it being a flick. You know, I have a hard time seeing any show being 22 episodes anymore, practically. Yeah, I don't think that they do that anymore. I think they're beyond I mean, they're, that. Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like they've realized they can make more content and just make less episodes of said content, and then people actually like it more. And then you have the other thing you talk about, like, all right, so Law & Order SVU. You know, I haven't watched this week's episode yet, but like they still do like 22 episodes in a season and pretty much except for like a couple episodes so far this season, they've all been kind of like ho-hum. Yep. And if you're just doing 13 episodes of a show, you can make 13 higher quality episodes as opposed to having to come up with nine more of like, all right, what are we going to do on these ones? So, yeah, anyways. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Me too. I liked how Jana was at really was in love with Jason. Yes. You can't explain that one. <laughs> yep. It, it was, it would be interesting now that they've done this twist, you know, if yep. they do get a second season to see where they go from there, because they know that the audience is going to be aware of what's going on and these people are going to have to try to get together, but they don't yep. know why. And will Michael, twist things around and have new types of tortures for them or, you know, well, or will the good place come down and get them or right. at least come down and get real at a, a fake Eleanor, right. Who's actually real Eleanor. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, at first when she, when she said that and Michael started playing along, I thought he was just playing along. Right. Or I thought she was trying to say like, even though we're in the good place, we actually are in a bad place because of our fighting. And what you've done, and then that would make them, okay, yeah, so we're going to leave you here. But then ultimately when they went, oh, you figured us out. You are in the bad place after all. So, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. Lethal Weapon this week pissed me off. Okay. Remember back at Christmas time when Roger Jr. was being a oh my God. Uh, spoiled little douchebag brat? <sighs> About wanting a car, you're going to buy me a car, and they made a point of having you know Marlon Wayne's character Murtaugh, you know, basically be like, I ain't going to buy you a car, you you know, because I didn't have one, and it teaches you this and that, and blah blah blah. And then fast forward now, and this whole episode, the backstory is them buying him a car, and not even a used car, but like a brand new a Ford which, Escape or something like that. Which yeah. his dad wanted to have him buy a used car. What did he call it? A hoopty or something? Yeah, he, he kept like saying that, yeah. that over and over again, which I've never heard that phrase. Neither have I. But he's like, yeah, get him a hoopty with like 100,000 miles on it. And, 
and dude, that. But still, he was buying him a car, which was against what they said on the Christmas one. It was not only that, but it was the most blatant product placement I have oh. seen since Transformers. Uh, what was it? The last one, the fourth one. Yeah, extinction or whatever. Yeah, and the disgusting product placement there. This was gross. Can you tell us about the intelligent features? Because apparently we need some intelligence in this conversation. Oh, no. There was one episode of a TV show. I'm trying to think what it was. It was so blatantly, obviously bad. This person got a new car, and it started out with zooming in on, like, the uh, – it started out with zooming in on the, the emblem on the on the grill, and then it cuts into the vehicle, and the passenger went, wow, this is a really nice car. Yeah, it's great. And they start, like, laying out with the yes. gas miles to get to this ride. I think it was I'm either probably, a CW show or a USA show. No, it was a USA Network show, I'm pretty sure. And it was terrible. Oh, it was god Awful. It was so bad. It was, oh. Yeah. And this just took me right out of the show. Like any goodwill that the show had built up to this point was yep. dashed right there with that gross product placement. Yeah, it was. I mean, aside from that, it was a pretty good episode. But when you add that in, that's all you can think about. And it just really pissed me off. And obviously you too, from the sounds of it. Yeah, no, it did. It did. And it wasn't, was, like you said, it wasn't just the placement and how blatant they were with it. It was the fact that they completely went back on what they were saying at Christmas time of, we're not getting you a car. And now it's like, oh, let's get him a car. Yeah. That was the main thing that stood out to me. Um, what else this episode? Uh, this was the I one where she Roger was representing has his, the client. Yeah. Roger has his minor cardiac episode and doesn't want to tell anyone, which is just stupid. Yeah, it really is stupid. Like, believe me, I'm on heart medication. If something goes wrong, I'm telling everybody. I want people to be able to get me proper medical attention, you know? And Okay, so with Riggs in the ring gimmicky bull crap, when he drops it down the sink at the beginning of the episode, uh, that just screamed, oh, he's going to lose it at some point later, especially when talking to the therapist. And then he does. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and buys a new ring. Yeah. Yeah, which to me is a cop-out because then he's basically saying it's not about how special that ring was to me. It's just about having exactly. a ring on my finger. Exactly. Loser. Yep. Yeah, that was a bunch of garbage. That was a bunch of garbage. Bunch of garbage. So, yeah, definitely garbage. not their strongest episode. Um, no. Had a lot of weak moments in it. I still enjoy yep. the show overall, but... I'm, I was not excited about this at all. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't a big fan of the episode, but whatever. It's, it's, I will say the, the show in itself, I'm surprised how much I do like it as a whole. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else did you watch this week? Uh, Lucifer was back. Yeah. And it was kind of disconcerting that at the beginning of it, it said, all new next, Lucifer. Only two episodes left before the winter finale. And I'm like, wait, we just came back from a hiatus. And now you're telling us that there are three episodes before it goes on hiatus again? What other show did that a couple of years ago? It was an, I think it might have been Supernatural or something. There was another show that like they went on their hiatus around Christmas, came back for like three weeks, and then went on like another six-week hiatus. And I'm uh, trying to maybe. what it was. Could have been lost, but you weren't watching Lost at the time. Might have been Lost. I I watched Lost in the beginning. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I Um, watched it from episode one. 
But yeah, Lucifer was okay. Um, it was a typical Lucifer episode. This time, you know, this woman died and then this man died and it turned out they were both former lovers of Lucifer. So of course we had to do the over the top exaggerated, look how many people he's had sex with, you know, filling the police precinct with people because they wanted to interview everyone he's ever had sex with and find out if they had anything in common with each other. So it, that was a very dry gimmick. I was tired of it very quickly into it. Um, Otherwise, it was another episode of Lucifer. Uh, I was hoping that it would be better now that they reveal what Chloe's place in the world is and how God basically wanted her to be born for some reason, but they hardly touched upon that. Yeah, again, I still have no uh, no interest in watching that. And then Big Bang Theory? I'm caught up on that. Okay. Um, so I watched... <laughs> Well, okay, so the Christmas episode, I didn't hate. No. Um, this one, this is the one where uh, Penny and, and Leonard have their ridiculous arguments. Because they do that like every third episode. Yeah. Like, those two yeah. are so stupid. I don't even want to say mismatch, because mismatch, you can make a buddy comedy out of mismatch. These yep. two don't belong together. Their entire relationship was founded on his infatuation with her and right. her desire to get free things from him. And the whole bit of him being the quote-unquote stereotypical guy laying around in his underwear eating food, playing video games, and making flat and, and farting and shit, Ugh. that's not who Leonard is. No. It's no, not who what's... most guys are. No, it's not. But uh, but especially Leonard. That was yeah. never established that he acted that way ever, period. Ever. That was such a hard, like, ridiculous – like, the, I just, like – I know it's a fictional show. Okay, I get it. But still, they've established who this character is and the guidelines of his character, and this does not fall in there. It does not. At not all. at all. No, especially with such an abruptness. I mean, like, yes, they've changed Sheldon a lot. He met a girl. He now kisses her. They do things together. But that – that happens when a guy meets a girl. He they they change yep. a little bit, and it's that's the progression of Sheldon that we've seen. And yeah, Leonard though all of a sudden went and go from like, oh, I landed her, so now I'm just going to be a douche. Right. That's that's not who he is. If anything, he's going to now overcompensate to make sure he doesn't lose her. That's the thing is, it's been established throughout this show's history that he has spent his entire life trying to gain the approval of those he considers above him. His parents, yep. his teachers, even Sheldon. He has always sought the approval of everybody else. Why then would he suddenly fall into a, a, a pit like this where he's like, yep, I'm good to go. She belongs to me. No. He's already had to fight for her many times. He's already broken up with her many times, or she's broken up with him. So you're it, right. It's completely counterintuitive. It would have made more sense if Sheldon had announced this episode he was going to start wearing dresses. That would have yeah. been more consistent with his character because they would have found a way to logically make it make sense. But yeah. this was ridiculous. It was stupid. Yep. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yep. <laughs> and again, they're... Their whole argument was based on the lack of communication and stupidity. You know, instead of her saying, Leonard, we need to talk about this, she makes some passive-aggressive BS comment that she's getting something out of the fridge. Well, at least he paid attention. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's nothing. No, don't even worry about it. You shut up right now. You're lazy writers if you're doing crap like that in a TV show. Because that is the problem with relationships. And stop 
stop pushing that stereotype on everybody and saying that that's what it is. Here, here. <laughs> I agree. <sighs> this show is giving uh, relationships a bad name. It's giving intelligent people a bad name. It's just it's doing a lot of wrong stuff, in my opinion. Uh, you won't hear me disagreeing with you. Oh, and by the way, the side story about them gritting out the baby's room was ridiculous. That was dumb. That was dumb. It was all just elaborate plans so we can see, uh, I can't walk a Wallowitz do some weird, you know, prancing around the room. Exactly. It was a way to justify their salaries for this episode was how I looked at it. <laughs> we got to make sure that they get some screen time. So what hijinks can we get them into today? They have a baby. There's a million things that you could write around that baby rather than let's grid out the floor of the baby's room and design it so that you're jumping and skipping and hopping and twisting and doing splits over the squeaky parts of the floor. Ridiculous. Not for nothing, though. Yep. I really hate how TV shows and movies depict, you know, having a newborn at home. Like when the baby's crying and she walks out of the kitchen and her hair, she looks like a wreck. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can really think of just a handful of times when I've had problems with any of my three kids where I was up all night because of it. And usually they were sick. Mm -hmm. And it was never them being a – like this whole crying all night thing for a baby. I mean I'm not saying it never happens, but it's not the exaggeration that you see on every single TV show and movie. Right. Every and, single one of them. And I just – And there was nobody in the living room. So when she walked out of the kitchen and stood there with her hair frazzled like that, whose benefit was that for? Have you ever done that in your life where like you're in the kitchen and you walk out and stand in the living room and then pose because some imaginary audience is staring at you? Well, you probably have, but yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> well, you're, no, you're I'm not you're denying wrestler, it. So, yeah, I'm not denying it. I walk <laughs> down the hallway sometimes, and I hear entrance music, or I mean, walk in a room, and and then I start high fiving pretend fans. Nice. Yeah, well, that's what you do. Well, when my argument is defeated now. <laughs> when you're weird, but no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Did you watch Blacklist yet? I'm all caught up on Blacklist. I watched three episodes last night. Okay. And I don't want to break down all three because, honestly, I did not sit there and take notes while I watched them. Uh, but so I can kind of – I can speak on them. Okay. So I had said that the first one back was pretty lame. And it was. For, for coming off a hiatus, the yes. only redeeming part, as I had hinted at, was in the last three minutes – when Red convinces the president to pardon her, and now she's reinstated as a full FBI agent. Yes. Otherwise, it was kind of like, meh. Yep. And then, um, was it episode, episode two was the dioramas? Yes. Okay. So that was completely dumb. Okay. Because, all right, some guy has set up shop nearby and has... They have what, 42 dioramas from instances that happen around the world, and this guy that lives next door in an apartment is responsible for all of them? Yeah. Or knows about all of them? And then, like you said, the level of detail on her dioramas were ridiculous. Uh -huh. Just because she heard that they're going to put a hit on this girl doesn't mean they're going to know that she's, you know, they're going to 
what, drug her so she dr- looks like she drowns in a pool. Okay, but you, she knows that she has a little green drink. And, like, it's not like she knows the whole layouts of these places she's building. Right. So, I don't know. That whole that whole storyline was really, really stupid. Right? It, it really took away a lot it of the credibility from a show dumb. that tries it to be realistic. Dumb. That would be, like, and I think I said it when you were explaining it to me, that would be an X-Files episode. That yes. would be some sort of supernatural show episode. Yes. Like, supernatural. Yes. Not the blacklist. Nope. However, the secondary story of Red finding new cleaners <laughs> was great. Oh, it was glorious, wasn't it? Yes, that secondary story was really, really good. That I, I enjoyed. Puzzle. <laughs> uh, me too. But that I enjoyed. Most people walk in and they're just like, he's like, oh, I, I murdered your boss. They're like, oh, he's kind of a douche anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved how they're like, look, we only moonlight. We're actually uh, crime scene cleaners for the police department. He's like, splendid. Yeah. <laughs> but then it also gave us the um, the twist that Dembe went to Liz afterwards and said – Guess what? He killed her. Watch out. And then just left. <laughs> no, I thought that was that that wasn't until the episode after that, I thought. When we were where Liz goes undercover to join the harem and and we don't see you know, we don't see Agnes and Tom at all. No, he definitely went to see her in the diorama episode at the end because he was very disturbed that Raymond spent this entire episode not trying to get the cobalt mines but trying to kill the guy and get himself new cleaners to replace her. And Dembe was very upset that she was getting replaced, and that's why he went to Liz at the end and was like, look. Okay, well, I I knew – I knew Denby had told her, by, and I knew it played out in the harem episode where she said something finally. Yes. Yes, she did say something in the harem episode. Oh, you're right. It was the cleaner's one because uh, now I remember um, the guy said, could you ever turn on your boss like this? Yes. And Denby said, I don't know. Yep. Which was not the answer that we all expected. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, he's like, there's something wrong with Raymond. He's not acting his normal self. Mm-hmm. You know, he's being not Raymond. Yep. So. Pretty much. Yep. And then, of course, the harem episode. Uh, so yeah. I we're, we're back to the episode of the, we're back to the episode of the week, so the blacklist people of the week or whatever, but. My my major issue with this is that this is supposed to be a group of four women who are extremely talented, extremely well-trained. Um, Jill Hennessy is running the group, so you know they've got to have something going on. And they, they would be caught up in everything, international affairs, right down to the local sheriff's beat. So how is it that they didn't recognize somebody who spent so much time on the FBI's most wanted list as a known fugitive and then received a presidential pardon to go back to her work as the FBI? How how did they not recognize her? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm right there with you. I completely I was, I was like, nope, this whole thing makes zero sense because there is no way if they'd put some mean in there, yep. Sure. You know, she's kind of low profile. She probably could have gotten away with it. They might have said, you know, oh, well, all foreign women look the same. But no, to put Liz in there was just stupid. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was completely dumb. But Samin couldn't go in there because Samin had her own storyline going on. Yeah. We're now we're now Samin and whatnot are not going to date because he has bad taste in women. <laughs> Yeah, he really does. Yep. 
He must be lucky in cards, though, because you know what they yeah. say. <laughs> when you swear under oath just how bad you are picking a, a, you know, a partner in life and blah, 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 it makes you reassess things. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. Um, yeah. I, I will say that I watched another episode of Incorporated this week, and I still love the show. I Nice. I can't get too deep into it because, you know, I'd have to catch everybody up and I don't want to waste that much time. But I will say that in this episode, um, the main character was going to get questioned on the murder of somebody and he actually murdered him. Uh, but he wanted to hide it after having yep. just developed technology that can read mental images. So uh, we've seen that technology in other sci-fi shows, you know, where it shows you the image that the person is thinking of while they're being questioned. Yes. And so his solution to get around that was to erase himself. Like he's created this other personality for himself, the corporate guy. And so he had his friend that he trusts there erase all memories of his life before being a corporate guy. So erase the Aaron part of his brain. And uh it was pretty interesting because then of course his friend was like, well, as long as he's part Aaron, you know, as long as he has Aaron's memories, he uh puts my life in danger, puts my daughter in danger. So I'm not going to, you know, put him back. I'm not going to give him back his memories. And then, of course, he gets a message and he's like, I thought you might try to do that. So you've got 72 hours or I tell everybody who you are. And it was really well done. It's, it's a really good show. USA usually has, um, some pretty good chops when it comes to their shows. And this is another, or sorry, this is sci-fi. I keep saying USA for some reason. Sci-fi. Sci-fi did a good job with this one. Um, I enjoy it. I shouldn't enjoy it. You know, it's a corporate show. It's a high tech show that has really out there high tech, but like I said, they do it well for some reason. Somehow they're able to make it work so that, you know, people bring their hand up the palm of their hand and all their email and stuff is right there in front of them and you believe it. Yep. So I like it. I really enjoy it. I, I still recommend it to anybody who enjoys a good drama, a good suspense, and with a sci-fi edge to it. Cool. Yep. What else did you watch this week? Um, I think that's it. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I watched a lot of... So I caught, caught up on Blacklist. And yep. I, I was working too much. I was just at work too much this week. No, that's fine. I had a bunch of overtime, and so I didn't watch any movies. I mean, I, I forced, I powered through uh, Luke Cage, mostly at work, but which it was just busy at work right as well. There. Yeah. Three episodes of Blacklist. I mean, you got two episodes. Yeah, it's a good place. I watched two episodes of uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Yep. But, um... I will say I am officially done with Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And Supernatural, I think I'm at the point now with that show where I'm just not going to watch the rest of the season. I'm not done with the show, but when it gets put on Netflix in the fall or when I buy the DVD when it goes on For sale Black Friday on next Black year. Friday at Best Buy? Ten bucks. Sorry, ten bucks. I'll watch it then. Gotcha. Well, that's yeah. interesting. I've abandoned the show, but not really. <laughs> In, no uh, one else watches it that I know. Like that's the one thing that made me really made me decide that you know what I don't have to watch this show now. I don't know anyone else that watches it except for maybe Leah, but she never posts about it all the time. Or and that's the other, and it doesn't come up in my feed constantly. 
yep. about this happening or that <laughs> happening. You know, like other shows do or have in the past. I, I'm right so, there with you. I've I've abandoned shows for the same reason. You know, yeah. there's nobody else watching it, and I look around. I'm like, well, then why am I watching it? Who's who am yeah. I going to talk to about it? Yeah. It's not I'm, like super enjoyable, right? I mean, I'm still going to watch it eventually. It's just you know what? It's something I'll have it to watch another time. Gotcha. Yeah, so I haven't uh, completely given up on it. I'm just done right now. Okay. But basically, I'm left with um, some trailers. Okay. I've, I watched uh, a couple trailers, and then, you know, we got some mid-season shows to talk about. Yes. Well, so. I'll, I'll finish up the last two shows that I watched. <laughs> yeah. I watched the last six episodes of Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. I haven't even watched the first one yet, but I've heard amazing things about it. It's so good. You You have to... Be able to tolerate the fact that the adults in this show are gaping idiots. And yes. I don't mean like, you know, over the top ridiculous haha idiots. I mean like they're morons. And it becomes painful sometimes. I had to kind of watch a few parts of episodes in the background or like do something else so that I yep. wouldn't get frustrated with them. But the, the, the book series is 10 books. And apparently, I learned this the other day, apparently these episodes, there's eight episodes, each one of them is a two-parter, so it'll be like, you know, the Lizard Room Part 1, the Lizard Room Part 2, and so each episode covers, or each two episodes covers one of the books, so four of the books have now been covered. Okay. Of the ten. And I'm really excited to see them come back with the last six, whether it's in one season or if they split it up and do three and three or whatever they're going to do. Um, it's so much fun. Neil Patrick Harris takes the role of Count Olaf and just goes right to town on it. It's so over the top and so ridiculous that I love it. I just, I had so much fun with this show. Can't recommend yeah. it enough. I hear he gives Jim Carrey a run for his money from Jim Carrey's version of the movie. <laughs> he does. He really so. does. Um, no, I do definitely look forward to watching it. Yep. I just, uh, again, time in this next week up and coming, not looking any better for me time wise to actually sit down and, and plug shows away. So gotcha. But um, we shall see. What else did you watch? The, the other one that I watched was actually on a recommendation from one of our uh, listeners and it was Sneaky Pete. It's a new Amazon original series. I have seen a lot of trailers for that. So that uh, Giovanni Ribisi fellow, right? Giovanni Ribisi and uh, Brian Cranston actually helps um, produce it, and he stars in it as well. But he stars as the foil, you know, the the bad guy. And it's called Sneaky Pete because I- I'm going to give you like the the rundown of it. This guy Giovanni Ribisi, he's in jail. He's got um, Ethan Embry is his cellmate, and Ethan Embry never shuts up. Like he just talks and talks and talks about his life and remembering, you know, when he was a kid and his two cousins and how they used to play at grandma's house and, you know, they did this and all about grandma's castle, basically giving his history, his life story. And Giovanni Ribisi's character, Marius, wants him to shut up and keeps telling him to shut up. Why do you not stop talking? Why don't you shut up? And he, uh, his Ethan Embry's character is going to be in jail for two more years, and Giovanni Ribisi is getting out tomorrow. But he finds out very quickly that um, the guys that he owes money to have been keeping the interest accumulating. So they 
expect him to pay back a lot more money than he had to pay back when he went in. So basically, he's up the creek. They want him dead, essentially. And his brother is telling him this from the outside. He's like, look, they're looking for you. As soon as you get off that bus, you either have the money or they're going to kill you. So he's a con man, Giovanni Rubisi, and he uh, convinces the prison bus driver to stop a little early and let him out so that he's not at the actual stop so the guys can't get him. And he goes to grandma's house knowing that this kid's going to be in jail for another two years and says, hey, I'm your long-lost grandson, Pete. And they're like, we haven't seen you in 20 years. And he's like, yep, I've been away. So welcome <laughs> me in. And he goes and lives with them for a little bit. And they have a bail bond business. And he, you know, gets back together with his two cousins, you know, one of whom is a cop and one of whom works the bail bond business and helps them out. And meanwhile is trying to figure out how to get into the safe that they keep because there's probably a lot of money in there and he can use it to pay back uh, Brian Cranston's character who really wants him dead and wants his brother dead if he's not going to be dead. So it's definitely, it's not a comedy. It is a drama and it's a tense drama at times. Uh, but so far I'm two episodes in and I really like it. I, I've enjoyed it. I like the characters. I like the way that it's playing out. Uh, the two producers of it, the two creators are David Shore, who, you know, house, awesome show. Uh, yep. He also did Battle Creek, Family Law, a few other things that he produced. I liked Battle Creek. I thought that was a good show. Yeah. Uh, he did Houdini and Doyle. Um, a few other things. He did Law and Order. He was a supervising producer for 24 episodes, 98 to 99. And then, of course, Brian Cranston, who... Right. Who's Brian Cranston? Malcolm in Middle. Yes. <laughs> Malcolm in Middle. Um, but yeah, he... Uh, Basically, they tried to run a con on this guy. You find out in the second episode, they tried to run a con on him, and he saw through it and basically said, I want my money back. And they said, oh, we already spent the money on setting up this con. And he's like, that's great. Give me my money or you're dead. So, And he meant it. Yeah. So Rabisi, uh, again, this is just in the second episode, Rabisi like, runs from the place because he's going to get shot runs down the street into a bank with a gun and starts firing at the ceiling, screaming, this is a holdup, give me all your money, so that the cops have to show up and arrest him and take him to jail so that he can't be killed by this guy. It's pretty good. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Two episodes in, eight to go, and uh, I, I, you don't have Amazon Prime, right? Apparently, I've lost you. Sorry, I was on mute. Aha. I didn't realize it. No, I do not have Amazon Prime. Okay. It is an Amazon exclusive, so it's only on yeah. the uh, I really want uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson when it comes out. <laughs> so I may end up, you know, we'll see. For the money, you know, it's what, $100 a year? Yeah. You get the TV shows, you get a lot of movies. Now, granted, a lot of the movies turn out to be the same ones Netflix is running or very, yeah. you know, close to. Um, but you get free shipping for two-day shipping on a lot of stuff, um, yeah. a lot of free music. There's a lot of benefits to it. I've gotten my money's worth out of it and then some, especially around the holidays. Just that free shipping alone is so worth it. But anyway, this is not a show about pitching Amazon Prime. But if you have Amazon Prime, check out Sneaky Pete. <laughs> it's great. 
I, I'm enjoying it. Can't wait to watch the rest of it. That's why I didn't check out Shut Eye this week. Was because ah, I wanted okay. to get some sneaky Pete in to be able to report on whether I liked it or not. And I wanted to finish Lemony Snicket. Well, I'm glad you did actually because I've been seeing a lot of commercials for it and I was kind of curious if, if it was good or not. So I still haven't watched Transparent, which is apparently like the greatest show that has ever been created on Amazon Prime. And I have not watched it yet. I probably will at some point, but that's another one that's Amazon Prime <laughs> exclusive and I hear so much good about. So, Well, there you go. So, that's so I, got a, I got a trailer I watched. Okay. I got a three I want to talk about. Uh, I've got uh, four. One of them I watched is called The Discovery. It's okay. a Netflix original movie with Jason Siegel. Okay. And it comes out March 31st. Essentially, it takes place one year after the existence of, of the afterlife is verified. And so it's verified that there is something beyond living and okay. what it is. And they have like – and people like commit suicide at an alarming rate now to go to the afterlife Ooh. on purpose. Nice. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. What was uh, it called again? The Discovery. Okay. And is yeah. that on Netflix now, or is that coming? Nope, March 31st. Okay. So Netflix original movie comes out March 31st. All right. The other trailer I want to mention real quick, did you watch the trailer for Colossal? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that looks like that's a great idea. It looks amazing. It looks awesome. Anne Hathaway. I can't tell us if it's supposed to be a drama or a comedy or both. I don't know either, but Anne Hathaway, for some reason, somehow, she is like a human avatar to a uh, a kaiju <laughs> over in Korea and Japan. Yeah, it's attacking South Korea and destroying the town, and whatever she and, does, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it looks... It looks funny, and it's got a great cast, too. When I saw that Jason Sudeikis was in it, I was like, okay, this has to at least be half comedy, if not a full comedy. I mean, I feel like it's going to be mostly comedy. I feel like that, too, but boy, the, the footage of the kaiju destroying South Korea made it look like an action, like, drama-type thing. So that's why I was confused at first, but yeah, holy God, that looks like fun. Yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that movie. Yes. And then the other trailer I watched, uh, the new, uh, or the last, the greatest, the latest, whatever, Logan trailer. Did you watch that one? I did. Okay. So what I came out of that one was, is the, uh, the rumor of the little girl being Weapon X. X23. Sorry, X-23, that's what I meant. X-23 is definitely not a rumor anymore. No. I mean, no, right no, down no. to the claws and everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely not a rumor anymore. Nope. And then the other thing which I had questioned a lot was, is Professor X even – is he alive in this? Is he even there? Is he a figment of Logan's you know, mind? On and on and on. That was confirmed with the last little uh, – post credit bumper, whatever you want to call it at the end of the thing where he talks about where he basically, he says he's 90 years old. Yep. So, yep. Um, so that means he's definitely alive if you will. Right. <sighs> Which I, I thought that she kicked a lot of butt. This one had a much different feel than the last. It, it did. Yeah. La yeah, it did. The last trailer, you know, being played to Johnny Cash's version of hurt. 
mm-hmm. and everything was kind of depressing and dour. This was much more upbeat, and it screamed action adventure. I mean, she destroyed ass in this trailer. But, oh, massively! But it also it seemed like he yeah. was trying to like tone her down or rein her in. Yeah. It definitely was in the the other trailers with Logan. Uh, to me, it looked like he was an old man on his last legs. Yes. And now he looks like, and now it just it just doesn't look like that at all with this trailer. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great. I liked it. I, I look forward to watching the movie. Me too. I watched the latest, greatest, most recent released Power Rangers trailer. Yeah. Now, before I watched this trailer, I had said, you know, the more I see of this, the less I want to see this movie. Yep. So then they released this trailer that actually shows off the Zords, and it actually shows off uh, Zordon and mm-hmm. uh, Alpha 5, and it shows that the monsters seem to all be rock monsters instead of putties, and it shows Goldar as just a giant rock monster made of gold. And I said... I think I was being too tame in my assessment. The more I see of this, the more I think it is flaming hot garbage. This is a dumpster fire under a pile of manure bathed in toxic waste. Awesome. I love it. It's terrible. I love it. Oh, my God. What, What are your thoughts? Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, Holy there's, shit. I, 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 yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I wanted like, to I, like it. I, I really, I even the first trailer that came out, I was like, yes, it looks like Chronicle. Maybe it'll be good. I wanted yeah. to be there yeah. for it. Nope, 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 not at all. I, yeah, I have even, no interest in it. Even the kids, yeah, seem like pretentious douchebags. Yep, they do. They yeah. don't seem deserving of their powers at all. Usually just one of them might be. Yeah. You know, maybe Kim, maybe Kim's an uppity little bitch type of thing. But, uh, no, they're all pretty pretentious. Yeah. They're self-absorbed, pretentious, me, me, meers. And I just wanted to slap all of them, except for apparently they have the power of gods. (laughs) So I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't. Oh, God. Oh. Wow. Um, No. Not a fan. Goldbar is just gold. They literally form pebbles of gold together to form a giant winged beast. Done. There you go. Get me the hell out of there. <sighs> um, but on a different note, I watched a trailer, or it was sent to me, and I hadn't seen it yet. I feel like it may have been talked about before, but it's for a new Netflix original coming February 3rd called The Santa Clarita Diet. No, I haven't heard of this one. Holy God. Now, as much as I don't want to see Power Rangers, February 3rd can't get here fast enough for me. Hmm. The Santa Clarita Diet stars Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. They are real estate agents. Husband, wife, they have two kids who are teenagers. They're very happy. We open on them out in the middle of a field talking about how so-and-so is going to be an agent. Well, you can't be an agent without listings. They're digging a big hole in the middle of nowhere, and they're taking a big tote that seems to have a red liquid and a human arm in it. And they're moving that tote over towards the hole. And then another vehicle comes out to them. And Timothy Oliphant's like, come on, move, move, move. And then they spill it. And blood and guts and entrails go everywhere and splash all over them. And he's like, all right, just play it cool. And they've got blood all over them. It turns out that Drew Barrymore somehow has become a zombie. 
but she's okay with it. She's never felt better. She only has to sleep two hours a night. She's got all this energy. She just has to eat human flesh. And, you know, that's the one downside. And the family is okay with it. They want to help her. They want to stick by her. You know, they're going to do what they can. It's upbeat. It's peppy. It's got Nathan Fillion as another real estate agent. And it looks so funny and so cute. And so, I mean, even the teenage kids are like, you know, somebody goes, you know, they said, you know, mom turned into a zombie. She's like, I'm not comfortable with the word zombie. I'm not either. It's hilarious. It's going to be an awesome show. I cannot wait for this to come on. Yeah, that sounds good. It's going to be a definite binge watch for me. I'm going to just sit down with a plate of like pizza rolls. I don't know. I I didn't check. Uh, I would assume if it's a Netflix original, we're looking at 10 to 12. Yeah. We eat that like pizza rolls and ranch dressing. Oh, no. Blue cheese. No, it's not really good. No, queso. Queso with pizza rolls. (laughs) Holy God. Talk about having a heart problem. But yeah, just a big old plate of hot wings, pizza rolls, some queso, and just binge right through every episode. Because I'm telling you, Timothy Oliphant is a comedic genius when he wants to be. You know, if you've never seen Live Free or Die Hard, you you don't know what you're missing with his character. Drew Barrymore is just Oh, God. Timothy Oliphant was great in... In Deadwood, he was great in Justified. Yep. He was great in the first Hitman movie. Yeah. He's just a great actor anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. Seriously, when you get a chance, like after this podcast or whatever, go watch the preview for Santa Clarita Diet. And you will love it. Everyone is going to love this show. It's going to be great. Zombieism without the dark twist, you know? He he tells her at one point, he's like, we're just going to have to make sure that we find people that deserve to be killed. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like with uh, Crazy Head with her roommate there you know what we said she was like you know I'll eat a pedophile <laughs> or a rapist <laughs> that, you that know someone who deserves it yeah that's basically what they're doing they're like you know well we'll feed mom but we just gotta make sure that it's somebody who deserves to die nice yeah <sighs> so you wanna dive into those mid-season shows uh, did you have any news Oh, I don't know. Well, I think I, I think I look at all these mid-season shows as news. Well, let me run down through Let's this see. news real quick. I just got a couple Go of things. Uh, did you read that the Terminator rights are going back to James Cameron in 2019? No, I didn't realize that. Yep, he's getting them back, and he's already planning a reboot. And, and as of right now, he wants Tim Miller to direct it. The guy who did okay. Deadpool? Yeah, so... Because uh, uh, James Cameron did the first two Terminators and then washed his hands of it. Sold off the rights, yeah, you know, know, and walked away. And now, basically, with Terminator Genesis, they say that it's probably because Arnold was in it, but it kind of re-sparked him so that when he gets the rights back in 2019, he's like, yeah, I want to do a reboot. I want to start the series over. So, good on him. Okay. All right. Well, let's see where that happens. Uh, there's a Green Lantern core movie coming out, and... Oh, yes. I heard one of the names on the show list (laughs) Green Lantern is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I have no idea why that's there, but multiple news outlets have confirmed that his name is on the list alongside Tom Cruise, Jake Gyllenhaal, Joel McHale, Bradley Cooper, Army Hammer, and James Marsden. And apparently Army Hammer was up for the role. No, not, not Army Hammer. Bradley Cooper was up for the role, but Ryan Reynolds got it over him when they did the the flop in 11 there. Was it 2011? Somewhere 2009? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't I'm matter. hoping that all of this is just conjecture and it turns out to be a false flag. 
<sighs> Who knows? Um, supposedly, they're moving forward on the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake. Uh, oh, it's I didn't know that. A, a female one, Rebel Wilson and possibly Anne Hathaway, and it's going to be called Nasty Women. But it's going to follow the same format as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which apparently was based on an even older movie. I think it was called The Pajama Party. Uh, two con people, in this case, in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, it was two men, one very high class, one gutter trash, who uh, make a bet as to who can con this person first. So that could be fun. And the last one that I had for news was just something that I found really funny. Um, ABC has ordered a new show, a sci-fi show called The Crossing. And it's about um, people from a war-torn country who come to America seeking asylum. The twist is that those people are Americans from 250 years in the future. Dun, dun, dun. But what's really funny about that is that South Park already did it. <laughs> they had the episode called Goobax, where the uh, androgynous people from a thousand years in the future were coming back in time to get jobs. And that's where we get the famous South Park line, they took our gerbs! And what's really funny about that is that that whole episode, Butters was playing Professor Chaos, and he was trying to come up with a diabolical plan to destroy the town. And every time he did, somebody else pointed out that the Simpsons had already done that. So oh, nice. they kept screaming, Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. So you've got an episode, you've got a show that was pitched to ABC that South Park already did, including an episode <laughs> that the Simpsons already did. Yeah. Doesn't sound like you're feeling very positive about this. I'm not. I just laughed a lot because of the irony in it. Nice. But yeah. So let's dive into some mid-season predictions here. Okay. So I've actually got quite the list of shows. As do I. And they do go into chronological order based on release. And a couple of them have already come on. Jeez. Or have already started. <laughs> um, like uh, The Mick. Yeah. Fox, Kaylin Olsen's an irresponsible drifter that becomes a guardian slash nanny to her estranged sister's three kids. After she and her husband are arrested, then they flee the country, leaving her with the kids. Yeah, this is not going to make it. Really, I think it's going to make it for several reasons, one of which is Caitlin Olsen, one of which is Fox. You know, she has a long history with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think, if anything, you'll see the show get shifted to FX or FXX. All right, I could see that. I, I think that it, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's so funny. I agree with you that it's not the kind of funny that can be sustained for a long period of time, but yeah. I think you'll see it shift networks either after this season or midway through the next season, and it'll stick around for, I'm giving it like three or four seasons. Wow, okay. Yep. Okay. Um, Star. It's another Fox <laughs> show building an R&B trio similar to, like, say, Destiny's Child or something like that. Yep. Uh, just based on the fact this is on Fox and with Empire, this is going to go a couple seasons. <laughs> exactly. I said it's the next yeah. Empire. It'll last a couple yeah. seasons. Yeah, this will last a few seasons. Yep. Eventually, we'll probably cross over with Empire somehow. Right. Um, uh, I guess stop me or whatever. I'm just running through the list oh, here. I got right t- 24 Legacy. Uh 12 episodes starts February 5th. Once again, it's on Fox. Where it's only 12 episodes and it's 24, even if it's terrible, they're <laughs> still going to air all 12 and people are still going to watch it based on how much they love 24. Yep. 
But here's the thing. Because yeah. I don't get 24 episodes, and because it's not actually Jack Bauer, it's not going to last. People yeah. will watch oh, it, no. but they're not coming back to it. They'll air all 12 episodes, but I don't see any more seasons after this. Oh, no. Absolutely no. not. No, nope, no, no. Nope, nope, um, nope. The Young Pope... Again, it's an HBO show, uh-huh. so they're definitely going to air all the episodes they have for this season. Yep. And I know it's Jude Law and da da da. I just think it's too. I don't know. I think, I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to say blasphemous, but I just I feel the subject matter is so controversial that this, yeah, I don't see it lasting. I think they're trying to capture the audience of like The Crown just won all those awards that Netflix series, and yep. you've got. PBS now has Victoria starting up in the wake of Sherlock going away, which is, and I know that these are dealing with royalty, but it's the same kind of thing. You know, the intrigue and and the political drama around a giant uh, system like this. I know, but see, this is religion. And when you get religion involved, it's, it's, yeah, it's. (laughs) If you get religion involved and it's not Game of Thrones, then yeah. Yeah. Well, because this is real religion. You know what I mean? Like, and. I, HBO I don't always know. gives things at least two seasons. So my prediction is two seasons and it's done. And the second season will be a reluctant one. True Detective. I loved the first season. Second season was such garbage. Yeah, it really so, was. And everybody agreed. Everybody hated it. And that's yeah. why it never came back. Uh, uh, next- Carnival. Oh yeah, that was a great show. I yep. loved that show. We got two seasons of that and a big old cliffhanger ending. Yep. Bastards. Yep. Um uh next up on my list is Riverdale. <laughs> CW show comes out January twenty sixth. Uh ten episodes in this season coincides with the seventy fifth anniversary of Archie. Uh, from the trailer I saw, this series is absolutely nothing like the comic books, and but it's definitely oh. a CW teen drama. Yes. I said the same thing. I'm like, this will last forever because it's young teens having lots of sex and some supernatural yep. stuff. Yeah. I, I, this was definitely going to be another season. No doubt. Oh yeah. 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 It, it's, That's it's the next best. vampire diaries basically. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch it when it comes on. I'm going to watch at least the first episode just to see what it's about, see what it's like. You know, I said the same thing, and then I watched the trailer, and it made me cringe so hard. And then I saw behind the scenes where the kid who plays Jughead was, like, trying to convince us that Jughead's a great guy. You know, he's he's really, like, smart, and he sees a lot of things, and he uses his brain a lot. So, like, he sees stuff that's going on. I'm like, dude, you sound so vapid and so ridiculous. Yep. I can't believe that you're playing a smart character. And he spends a lot of his time in the diner. Oh, you'll see that. He's in the diner a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Jughead. He eats all the time. Yeah. But apparently in this version, Jughead will not be asexual. He will be a sex symbol, and he will want sex, as I've read. And no, I'm not like saying that it has to be like the Archie comics. I don't care about that. I'm saying just looking at it as a teeny bopper romance show, they're hinging it all on these kids having a lot of sex and then some weird supernatural stuff in between. And so it interests me a lot less. I may watch the first episode, but I won't be heartbroken if I miss it. Yeah, I can understand what you're saying. I understand that. I, uh, I'll watch it on the CW app and yep. Uh, I'll at least watch the first one and then see what happens from there. 
Uh, February 2nd on CBS, we have Training Day. And here's what's stupid. The tagline when I was reading about this is, takes place 15 years after the film. <laughs> but yet, none of the characters in the film are in the show that we're aware of. Right. So why it's did they the lead characters. That? Yeah, exactly. It seems like it's a waste of time. Um, and this one again, Officer Kyle Craig infiltrates the special investigations section, partnering with Bill Paxton, who is crooked. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that uh, this is going to be like another frequency where yeah. the concept of the movie does not translate to the small screen. I didn't even like the movie with the one with no. Denzel Washington. Was it Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke? Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the movie. A lot I of people the movie did. was garbage. A so of, a lot of people liked it, but I, I think that it's going to crash and burn, basically. Oh yeah, I don't see this making it at all. Powerless NBC comes out February second. A phenomenal cast. Yep. Really. But phenomenal I, to you and I. Exactly. Like, like if you yes. were to talk to our parents or grandparents or maybe even some millennials, they'd be like, who? And they'd have no idea who Alan Tudyk is. Nope. Um, here's, here's my fault I feel with it is that it's basically a, a sitcom. You know, yep. I think it's, I think, think going to be a half-hour situation comedy type thing. Yep. And it has absolutely nothing to do with any other superhero show that's on TV as far as style-wise and continuity-wise and everything. Nope. And to the point um, where they even had to include heroes in it that nobody's heard of, basically, because yes. those are the only ones they could get the rights to. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I would love to see this show go six seasons in a movie. But I'd be hard-pressed to see it make it out of season one. And me too. I'd be hard-pressed to see it make it out of three episodes. Yeah. I could see NBC yanking it very quickly. Like we said last week, they already did a rewrite of the entire concept of the show like yep. a month before it was supposed to be on the air. So it yeah. already doesn't bode well for this show. Yeah. Definitely looks bad. Yep. Definitely looks bad. Yep. So CBS, also February <laughs> 2nd, Superior Donuts. Now, I had never heard of this one, never seen a commercial trailer for it. And it's you a comedy. Go back to those days? Um, well, he, well, yes and no, because here's why. It's about a, it's a comedy about a donut shop owned by Judd Hirsch and uh, Jermaine Fowler. It's based on a plane, and it's about basically the relationship between the owner and his clerk, if you will, I guess. But it's written by Neil Goldman and Garrett Donovan. The first episode, at least. Mm -hmm. And they, they're pretty powerful writing crew. I mean, they wrote a lot of scrubs, community, family guy, and, and a bunch of other stuff. Yep. So based on that, it kind of makes, all right, I do want to at least see it and give it a try. But, um, based on the concept alone, I don't know. It just seems like I, I don't see what their <sighs> niche would be to keep. I even watched the trailer and I say, I don't see what their, I don't their niche is going to be. Yeah. Like, I don't see they, what their Are they trying to be. do another two broke girls kind of thing? Because basically you've got aging yeah. Jewish man yeah. and young hip hop star. Yep. Teamed up together to run yeah. a donut shop. And I, I really, just, I don't get who's the target audience. Right. And how, and how is this going to be everyday comedy funny? Like, what are the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, I couldn't believe it. I I felt like somebody owed Judd Hirsch a favor, and he was like, I need to do one more TV show before I die. And they were like, all right. Um, and they just threw stuff at a dartboard. They were like, you know, thump, guy who looks like a hip-hop star, thump, 
donut shop. Great, there you go. <laughs> there you go, Judd. Now we're even, right? <laughs> Thanks for the exercise. Nice. And, uh, Oh, real quick, I just thought of this. Uh, one bit, a news thing for the new Star Trek Discovery series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they cast Spock's dad. Oh. And I can't think of the name of the actor, but he played, um, he was on Lost, he was on Gotham, he, uh, uh, I think it is. <sighs> oh, James Rain. Yes, there it is, James Rain, yes. James Frain, who uh, Frain, sorry, we saw Frain. him most recently on um, Gotham as Theo Gallivan. Yeah, hmm, I could see him being a Vulcan. So he's going to be Spock's dad, which I think is I think is fitting. I think it's a great casting job. Yep. I mean, they kind of look similar. Um, yeah, I think that I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. Um, next mid-season show, APB on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Basically, a, a billionaire in the tech industry is giving control over a Chicago police district precinct so he can solve the murder of his best friend or a good friend. And I, I can't imagine in a world how – I don't care how rich someone is, they're going to privatize the police because we know that goes well every time it's done. Oh, yeah. Look at the prison system. Yeah, and the APB title is in relation to the app he creates so people can report crimes. It's a Fox show. It's only six episodes. I'd be surprised if those six episodes all aired or if we got any more after that. I looked at this as um, it's the next Almost Human or Minority Report or anything like that. It's way too flashy and techy. And it seems to be relying all on this magical tech, and it, it, yeah, it's not going to last. I agree with you. Yeah, I um again six episodes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then Legion, uh, it's a FX show comes out February eighth, eight episodes. It's the son of Charles Xavier. Um. It's connected to the X-Men series, and I don't care how many trailers I've seen of this. It's not – it's not tuning in to me. I'm not – I'm not going, oh, i got to watch this. It's not hooking me. It's not hooking me in the sense that I'm, like, dying to see it. Yeah. But I do want to watch it. I am excited to see what they do with that character. All the trailers and commercials are – purposely twisted and vague. So, I don't know. I think because it's an FX show, so it's got like the American Horror Story kind of tie-in type thing, I'm betting we'll get at least two seasons out of it, possibly more. Well, I don't even know if I think care about giving it a shot, to be honest. No? Like, I may have to wait to hear what you have to say about it before I even put the effort into trying to watch it. Okay. Because, again, I'm I'm just not... Eh, I'm not. Uh, another dumb CBS show coming on. Only 13 episodes, February 15th. It's called Doubt. And it's uh, a successful defense lawyer and Catherine Heigl at a boutique firm becomes romantically involved with a client who may or may not be guilty of committing a brutal crime. It's almost like a romance comedy drama. Um. I kind of, I'm not interested in any way, shape, or form. 
trying to think about the average viewer. Um, I think it'll hit that lady market, and it might manage to pull out at least run in this whole season. But how can you run multiple seasons about a uh, a woman in love with the person she's defending? Oh, but don't forget that the other lawyer at the firm is yeah. the transgender lawyer who has struggled her whole life, so she wants to fight yeah. especially hard for people's rights. And yeah. that'll be who, Laverne Cox? Laverne Cox, yeah, and I realize that that's not the only story, but that is the main story. That, that's the tagline the that they're selling people on. Yeah, and it's, it's Catherine, Catherine Heigl one. Yeah, it, it's garbage. It's utter nonsense. Yep. It's not going to last. I would be surprised if it got through its whole first season. I, I think you're right. The target audience is so yep. helter skelter. You know, yep. The people who watch this are going to be tuning in because they think it's another lawyer show. And then they're going to see that the main story yeah. is about her falling for a client. And they're going to go, no, bye. Yeah. 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 I got a couple of HBO shows to talk about. And the, okay. the thing with HBO shows is that you're going to get all the episodes that they've made. They're going to put them up there. Yep. Um, because HBO either doesn't air the show at all or puts them all up there. But there's no guaranteeing you're going to get a second season. I feel like the show Crashing, which starts on the 19th, I feel it's the, they're trying to do their version of Louis. Yeah. Um, basically, it's Pete Holmes. He's a comedian whose wife leaves him for a boxer named Rocco. Uh, Jed Apatow directed the first episode. There's going to be nine total in the season. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to at least watch the first one. But... From looking at the trailer, it just doesn't – but it's just an HBO show, so we'll probably get two seasons out of it. See, I'm torn because I do like Judd Apatow's work for the most oh, part. Oh, I do too. I, I do too. hate Pete Holmes. I don't know yeah. what it is about the guy. I don't find him funny. Yep. Um, I find him smug and pretentious. He laughs at all of his own stuff way too yep. much. He always looks like he's got a feather up his ass. And I just, I just want to punch him in his smug face every time I see him on like at midnight or whatever. He's a glory hound. He steals the spotlight from people on purpose. I just, I don't like the guy at all. I once knew that a girl wasn't the one for me because she said that she loved Pete Holmes. And I was like, okay, I can tell that this isn't going to work out. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry, this is not going to, this is not going down the road you think it is. <laughs> exactly. Oh God, I hate Pete Holmes. Uh, the other show is one my wife's excited about, so there's that market there. It's called <laughs> Big Little Lies. Yes. Seven episodes, all directed by the same guy, which you're seeing that more and more on these short series where mm -hmm. you're having the same person direct every episode, which I guess you're getting that person's true vision of what it is they want to put out there. Yep. Um, stars Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman and others, and basically it is uh, it tells a tale of three mothers whose perfect lives unravel to the point of – Murder. It's based on a book. Yeah, based on a book. And they said that it's a limited series. So those seven yep. episodes are it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel kind of like a good thing that we gave the press to it. But yeah, if it's got seven episodes and it's a limited series, then they're going to air all the episodes anyway. Oh, I, and that's like the thing with really HBO. I don't doubt they're not going to air them. Even if it's garbage, they're going to air the whole series. Yep. But my uh, my... My my point of bringing it up is like it doesn't. Other than the fact that uh, David E. Kelly's involved, yep, it doesn't excite me. No, no, no. And I'm a Reese Witherspoon fan, but yeah, I looked, me too. I looked at this and I went, no, I can skip this one. Pass. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, the Blacklist Redemption. I want this to succeed so much because <laughs> I love the backdoor pilot we got yes. last season. I yep. thought it was great. I did too. And I agree with you. I want it to succeed. Um, so. my, my note was Mission Impossible meets Leverage. Yeah. Because and basically just, these guys are, are all top blacklisters. They're, they're most wanted people in their respective fields. And now they're all trying to redeem themselves and bring other bad people down and do good for people. I, uh, I mean, it's only 13 episodes. Yep. Which is the typical, but I, I hope, I mean, like, I feel like based on that backdoor pilot, then we should at least get a couple seasons out of this, if not more. See, here's the problem, and this was my other note on it. It's going to yeah. live or die by the popularity of the Blacklist, and the Blacklist is failing this season. They've already <sighs> said right. that it's flagging. And so if the Blacklist is on its way out, people are going to be less likely to subscribe to another show by the same guys in the same vein with the same characters. Um you know what's weird though, but you look at like CSI, like the original CSI was out there. They did this, they did the uh, the runoff, the runoffs, the spinoffs with Miami and New York, and then mm-hmm. Cyber. And Miami, Miami and New York, they didn't do well, but the original stayed on, and people stuck with the original. Yep. But then again, as soon as that was done, they didn't even bother watching Cyber. Right. It's kind of like the Law and Order LA. Plus, don't forget, Cyber was complete garbage. I mean, well, it, yeah, was it was. It terrible. was. It was. It was. But if the Blacklist Redemption is anything like the Blacklist, uh, that that backseat pilot, like I said, that you know what I mean, like people may like it because it's it's like it's not the same as the Blacklist. You know, it's not the same as like when you had like um, what was it? You had Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, was it? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, well, the, what, is it, they've done two Criminal Minds spinoffs that have failed, haven't they? Yep, they did Beyond Borders and... And then the one with Forrest Whitaker, Usual yeah. Suspects or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And those both failed because it was essentially the same show. Yep. And there was no reason to have specialized teams, like they said. Exactly, yes. It yeah. didn't make any sense. It was nonsensical. No, I'm with but you. This I, is, I this is this different. To oh, I me do. too, big time. I, I really like all the actors involved, but... It's got an uphill fight, you know, if it's yep. basically – it's even called the Blacklist Redemption. So if the Blacklist fails, then the Blacklist Redemption is going to be seen as a failure as well. So let's hope that the Blacklist picks itself up in the ratings enough so that people give this a try and like yep. it and keep it going. If it works, then the two shows could keep each other afloat, you know? Yes. Maybe they yep. say, well, the Blacklist isn't doing so well, but boy, Redemption is doing great in the ratings, so let's keep them both on. Yeah. Well, again, I I don't know how they're going to get Tom off the blacklist to get him to go over to the redemption episodes, redemption series. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm excited about it. Me too. Plain and simple. Yep. Everything on this list, that's the one I'm excited about the most. Excellent. Uh, Taken prequel to the movies. I'm all set with it. That's not going to make it. No. It doesn't have Liam Neeson. Nope. And let's be honest. After the first one, they really weren't that good. Nope. And did I mention it doesn't have Liam Neeson? And it's supposed to tell the early years of Liam Neeson's character from the Taken movies and how he developed right. his particular set of skills because he was on a train with his sister and these guys tried to take people hostage and he wrestled the gun away and his sister got shot and now he's racked with guilt that he couldn't save her. It's dumb. Like, yeah. they could, it's another one of those, they could have called it anything else. And it might have been an interesting concept for a show, but the fact that they're trying to make it into taking the TV show, 
Stop trying to put movies as TV shows. Yep. Yeah. Or TV shows as movies. Yeah, there's (laughs) only so much that they can do. You think about shows like um, Human Target. You know, based on a DC comic, but the same kind of thing. Someone yep. who puts themselves in harm's way to protect other people. And that only got two seasons. Barely a second season. Human you Target know, was good too. It was. This it was, not it was really good. This is going to be garbage. I think that people will watch it at first because it'll be something new and something a little yep. bit exciting. And then they're quickly going to lose interest because it's going to be the same freaking thing every week. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't see it going anywhere. Nope. Me either. Oh, Dick Wolf is bringing us another Chicago show because apparently Chicago's the place to be for TV shows. I, I think this you just one, summed it all up right there. Yeah. Dick Wolf, another Chicago show. Yeah. This one, Chicago Justice, to go along with Fire, PD, and Med. Yep. And it uh, follows the state attorney's team of prosecutors, investigators. Uh, the debut is a three-part uh, crossover with Fire and PD. So if you want to watch uh, Justice, you got you got to watch Fire and PD now, which I don't. It uh, comes on uh, March March first, and it's got fourteen episodes for the season. The only thing that makes me want to watch at least the first episode is Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Carl Weathers is on the show. Yep. And honestly, that makes me want to watch the first episode because he's on there to check it out. But I have not watched. It. Any of the other Chicago shows, I have not watched Fire, Med, or PD. I don't care to. I'm not going to start now. Everybody loves them, though. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. Um, this will last forever, as long as the other Chicago shows do. Yes, yes. This is definitely going to be, yeah. There's no way it's not getting picked up for a second season. There's no way. Yeah, they're no. not airing this whole Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. No, no, this it's show's around. Dick Wolf Dick Wolf's found Chicago. himself a new, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this show's going to be around. Um, now, on the flip side of that is your next show. Time after time. Uh-huh. Okay, so listen to this synopsis, right? Uh, ABC, March 15th. Uh, it's based on a book in the 1970 film. H.G. Wells, as uh, he follows H.G. Wells as he uses his time machine to chase down Jack the Ripper. And it sounds like, oh, that, that, sound, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Right? You know, period yeah, piece. Yeah, I behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you like go watch Doctor the- Who with you know a, a set villain. Yeah, yeah, and it's H.G. Wells, and you know, well, it'd be kind of neat. And then you go watch the trailer, and then you go, well, "This looks like friggin' garbage." I mean, first of all, it takes place in current time, so it's going to be Sleepy Hollow H.G. Wells, though. Like, yep. you know, it's not going to have the supernatural elements, but it's going to have the same fish out of water elements, and on and on and on and ridiculousness and. But super sexy fish out of water. Yeah, and it's ABC, so I give it half a season they're going to air before they cancel it. It's definitely not getting a second season. I just can't see this going anywhere. This, uh, My notes on this one, I'll spare our more sensitive listeners, but my notes on this one actually included the F-bomb about five times. <laughs> and they were not good ones. They, yeah. This was not the aw, F, yeah. This was the yeah, bad no, one. This was the aw, F, no. I mean, this, this one I would F watch garbage. right side by side, two screens side by side, Power Rangers movie and time after time TV show. <laughs> I mean, they're really hyping up the fact that Jack the Ripper is so sexy. You know, yeah, every uh, other thing that you see of Jack the Ripper was that he was kind of an ugly guy, you know? Yeah. A, a monster of a person. But no, yeah. this one, he is a sexy, young, hot, he studly didn't, guy. He didn't, Jack the Ripper didn't, uh, 
Seduce, like, seduce attractive young women who are innocent. No, he went after hookers. Yep. So basically, you just have to flash your money, and the hookers are going to come pay attention to you. So, yep. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so agree. he's all sexy. HG is all sexy. So, of course he is. So, yep. you know, he'll he'll partner up, I'm sure, with some female cop who doesn't believe his story or, you know, he has to hide the truth from, and they'll fall in love with each other if they ever No, no, if you watch far. the trailer, he takes her into the time machine the first episode. Oh, that's right, that's right, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he takes her to the time machine in the first episode. To convince yeah. her. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the whole – everything else you said will, be, will happen, yeah. Oh, yeah. Garbage. So many F-bombs dropped in my <sighs> Well, while we're on the time travel theory, <laughs> let's talk about Fox's show, Making History. Uh, let's just start out by saying that before it even aired, it was reduced from 13 to 9 episodes, yep. which I think it's going to be reduced from 9 to 2 episodes Yeah, and before they cancel this. Now, if you go back a few episodes of our podcast, you'll remember that I was hyping up this show way back when they first did the uh, pitches for things. You know, when we had the fall yep. preview, and I saw yep. the preview for this with Adam Polly, and I was excited about this. It looked yep. funny as hell. It looked like a unique twist on it. You know, yep. using ham as currency for everything because, you know, the revolutionary times, ham was like gold. Yep. But yeah, you're right. As soon as they reduced it, and they're like, it's not necessarily a bad thing that they reduced it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. They have that much faith in it. They reduced it to nine episodes. And then, you know, they're just going to be like, oh, I'll just show reruns of Son of Zorn. No, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've fallen off the track with as well. I don't care about that show. Um, but yeah, no, I just it, the concept. Okay, you, you, the it's a duffel bag that he zips yep. himself up in, and that's how he travels in time. He's dating Paul Revere's daughter. He screws up the American Revolution because Paul Revere doesn't do his midnight ride to warn everyone about the British. Right, and so it doesn't show us how it affects the future at all. Um, but basically, they're, they're trying to uh, start the American Revolution so that their future is the way it's supposed to be. But his partner is black, and, and his, his partner is for black. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they do that. Times. Oh yeah. He tries. He goes to a bar and he tries to get everyone's attention, and someone screams about who let the slave in here. Yep. And this is Boston. Yep. Which again, I found that we did this with another show too, but we're able to say Timeless did it better. Oh, Timeless did it tremendously better. So, yeah, this – I don't give this one a, a prayer in hell. Nope, I don't either. And it's too bad because I was really excited about it. Yeah. I'll still watch every episode that they put up on TV, yep. but I don't have high hopes at all. Um, the next one up is Feud. It's a Ryan Murphy anthology. Surprise, surprise. Uh, eight episodes in the can. Season one is uh, called uh, uh, Bet- uh, Betty and Joan. And it's about the backstage battle, uh, a rivalry between Joan Crawford and Betty Davis during the production of the 1962 film Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yep. Pretty pretty big cast. Jessica Lange, Susan Sarandon, Alfred Molina, Sarah Paulson, Stanley Tucci, Judy Davis, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Kathy Bates, and more. Um, it's Ryan Murphy. It's an anthology, not how I look at an anthology. An anthology is every week something different. This is every season something's different. Right. We're definitely going to get another season after this one. Absolutely. You know, there's no doubt. Even if this isn't that good, we're going to get another season because he's got proven track records with Scream Queens, which I didn't care for, but got second season. And then especially American Horror Story, which is now going to what, season seven? Jesus. 
Yeah. So Yeah, so the guy can basically do whatever he wants. And it sounds oh, to yeah. me like he's getting all artsy fartsy on us. Oh yeah, but the thing is, it's like all right, JJ Abrams basically has like a blank checkbook, if you will, to use an analogy when it comes to making shows. Like people are like, Oh, JJ Abrams, you got it. But his shows are different. Ryan Murphy does the same format for every show. It's an anthology where every season's a little different, but he uses a lot of the same cast. And you know what I mean? Like, and I'm really surprised. And I actually, I would not be surprised if he took this show and added some kind of twist to it. You know, some kind of supernatural or horror twist because American Horror Story, Scream Queens, he obviously has a thing for blood, guts, dismemberment. Well, he also did Glee. So yeah. I don't know about that. But I don't know. Just, they were terrible people for the most part. That's true. That's true. But yeah, so I don't. But definitely, it's getting another season. There's no oh, no yeah. doubt about it. No, I, doubt. I bet they've already signed him on for three seasons. Probably, yeah. probably. This one here, um, I, there's no trailer to watch about it. It looks kind of interesting. Called Trial and Error. <gasps> you didn't see the trailer? I did not see the trailer. Oh my god, the trailer is amazing. Okay, well, this is what I have on it. NBC, March 14, 13 episodes, John Lithgow. It's a spoof of crime documentaries about the arrest of a and trial of a beloved poetry professor from a small town in South Carolina who was accused of brutally murdering his wife and his young Northeastern lawyer hired to defend him. Just reading that, and it's John Lithgow and the comedy. And John Lithgow, he's kind of a comedy genius at times. Yes. Even though he's played some ruthless badasses like on Dexter and even in the movie Cliffhanger. Yeah, Jacob's I said ladder. it. Jacob's Ladder, exactly. I, ow, ow, ow. Sorry, my cat just decided my leg was a good scratching post. Um, That hurt really bad. So, like, I'm sold on this show and I, I definitely want to watch it. Dude, I've seen the trailer for it and it is hilarious. So yeah. part of it is like the office or parks and rec where they sit there and they talk to the camera about the trial and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like seeing him with his team or seeing him going against the other lawyer, um, looking at the evidence, he's like looking at the picture of her body and there's like all these red tracks on the ground. He's like, what are all those like red stripes? And they're like, Oh, he, uh, he was roller skating through her blood. Oh, what? And then you see John Lithgow like bebop and roller skating down the street. Um, they show one point where he, there's a video taken inside the house and John Lithgow's like bringing a guy in and saying, you know, oh, let's have some dinner. He goes, please don't mind the mess. And, there's the plate glass window that his wife's body has been thrown through and is now half in, half out. And it's just laying there on the ground. She's dead. And he's like, she's a terrible housekeeper. She leaves a mess all the time. Just watch the legs, walk around those. It's going to be awesome. That's one of the ones that I am most looking forward to coming out of this list. Well, you know, based on that cell, I'm, I think we're definitely going to get the 13 episodes out of it. I felt that just reading it. I wasn't sure how we'd get a second season unless it was a new trial. It, and that could be it. Same lawyer, new trial type of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, the, uh, the lawyer, I have to look it up on IMDb, but I think he's actually the guy who plays Harvey Dent in Gotham. Yep. Um, so more lawyer chops, but it looks it, most shows when they take the time to do the, the talk to the camera confessional kind of thing. Yep. They usually hit a nerve with people and people like that kind of stuff. So yes, they do. I could see this going at least the whole season, maybe a second season. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. Me too. So. Next up, uh, 
Shots fired. Yeah, way to bring it down a note. I know, but chronologically, that's where we're at. Uh, March 22nd, 10 episode. They're calling it a series event, and where Helen Hunt and Richard Dreyfus are involved in it. I'm sure we're going to get all 10 episodes aired. And basically, it's uh, in a fictional North Carolina town. A black cop shoots an unarmed white kid, you know, like a reverse Ferguson. And uh, two black officers are sent to uh, investigate the the incident. And I I'm staying away from this as far away as I can because there is way too much political bullshit going on in that trailer for me oh, to even yeah. want to even try to watch it. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Well, none. Here's the thing too. I read the write up just like you did. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is going to hit really close to home. You know, maybe there are people out there that are embroiled in the political discussion and they want to see yeah. if it's done right and, you know, if it, this touches upon. And then I watched the trailer and within two seconds I went, nope, they sexified the whole thing. You know, yeah, everyone is gorgeous and has hard bodies and they're all going to be like trying to hit on each other. Oh, yep. Yeah, look, those two people are trying to have sex right now. So. They couldn't even take a serious issue like the tremendous amount of tension between the public and police and keep sexiness out of it. Nope. They had oh, no, to they go couldn't. and add that. They couldn't, yeah. I just stupid. Yeah. No interest whatsoever. None. None. Um, we'll get all ten episodes because Helen Hunt and Richard Dreyfus are involved in it. Oh, and they're and calling yeah. it a series event, so I doubt this will ever be a second season. I'm sure this is a one and done. Which thank God. Yeah. Uh, next up, Prison Break. And I really think that's all I need to say. Yep. <laughs> you know, like that's it. Prison Break. April 4th. Fox. Yep. yep. We'll get the full season. That, yes. That's my prediction. We'll get the full season. It ain't going to go any farther than that. So this other one I had on the list, and this is an AMC slash Sundance TV show. And I don't – I'm on the fence comes out in April, stars Pierce Bronson. It's only eight episodes, so I feel like we're going to get all eight no matter what. But basically, it's the story of uh, a story of one family's uh, rise and fall of a Texas oil empire. So it kind of starts in the Old West. I think it's supposed to take place through time, through the passage of time. Yeah, it's going to be two concurrent timelines that they show. They're going to show him as a young man, and they're going to show him as an old man trying to – when he was young, he was – what was it? Adopted by Comanches? Yes. And then when he's a grown man and he's trying to keep his family business afloat and keep his family from killing each other – see – I'm the opposite. I look at that. I say it's AMC. It's got Pierce Brosnan. They're going to tell, they're going to tell a, a historical story. They're going to do yep. both the timelines. So you're going to get to see the young and the old. I yep. predict three or more seasons. Really on an eight episode season. Absolutely. Dude, it's AMC. Uh-huh. No, that's true. You know, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, uh, Walking Dead, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. No, that was FX. That was FX, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I predict that we're going to get at least three seasons out of this show. Well, we'll but, see. But that's why it's great to have differing opinions so that we can see. Yeah, if, yeah. You know? My last show on the list comes out April 25th. It's called Great News, and uh, very little to go on. Tina Fey has a lot of involvement with this, so 
based on that and based on the fact that NBC and her proven track record with both Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock, we're going to get at least one season of this. Yep. Possibly two. And that's too bad. Yeah, because essentially it follows the world of a television, television new, sorry, the world of it. Take two. Basically, a television producer for a news show, and she has to deal with the fact that her mom is her intern. Yep. So, kind of a huge turnoff right there for me. Did you watch the trailer? I did, and I just, yeah, no. Yeah. I wondered what happened to that girl from uh, Better Off Ted. <laughs> yeah. And th- one of the things that drove me nuts about this trailer, and you're right, we'll get at least one season out of it, but it was the fact that, you know, her mom's going to fit in because the main news anchor is a crotchety guy who's, you yeah. know, he's a great guy. He's a comedic genius right there. Love right. him in the Pitch Perfect movies. He's just, right. everything he touches is gold. But anyway. <laughs> So his whole thing is he doesn't understand today's youth culture. So him and the mom have a moment where she's like, I don't understand this culture. And he goes, right? Like, who is Snapchat? Is he one of the minions? Are they all Pokemons? <laughs> and it was so ridiculously over the top that I was like, they're trying to appeal to the older generation. They're trying to appeal to, you know, the baby boomers and such. And they'll probably find a niche audience with them. If they put it on early enough in the night, you know, put it on like yeah. an eight eight thirty time slot, they'll probably have a pretty good audience for it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right there. You're but it right, looked definitely right there. It looked a little too grown worthy for me. Yeah, I, I, I have no interest. No, me either. And I did just think of one news item that I read. Okay, that I wanted to share, which was. Uh, the per, the uh, alleged rumor of a Golden Girls reboot. Uh, no. Yeah, hold on. This is the best part. When they asked Betty White what she thought about it, she said <laughs> she'd give him their blessing if she could play Sophia. <laughs> so for uh, that alone, I'd love to see it happen. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> wow. So for that alone, I'd love to see it happen. She just turned 95 the other day. Yeah, exactly. She's 95 years old. She's still on TV, <laughs> you know? So, yep. but yeah, just for that reason, I'd love to see it happen. Interesting. Yep. So, so that's it. Do you have any other mid-season shows that I didn't have on that list? Nope. No, I think we covered it. Cool. So there you go, loyal listeners. You asked and we answered. You said you wanted to hear our predictions for some of the mid-season shows, and now you're clapping your faces in your hands and saying, my God, I didn't realize they'd go this in-depth. I just wanted to know if stuff sucked or not. Yep. Well, guess what? It does. That's <laughs> what you get for daring us. Yeah. Hey, we, we don't do anything half-ass. Well, sometimes. Yeah. I, I actually do a lot of stuff half-ass. Yeah. But if, we, if we're motivated about something, we're passionate about a project, we're going to stick with it. Even if it is putting 200 sticky notes all around a store with little notes on each one explaining what something does. That's right. You Inside joke. Silence. Greatness. Inside joke, I realize, but it is hilarious. You had to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But of all these new shows coming up, the one I am looking forward to the most is the, the Blacklist Redemption. Absolutely. I'm right up there, but also I'd have to say that trial and error is – Yes. Super high on my list. 
I do want to see that as well. But those two, which it's funny, it's two NBC shows. Yep, yep. But I think if you look down through the, the the list of stuff that we talked about, the vast majority of it, seventy five percent or higher, we're not excited about, and probably won't last that long. Yeah. And then there's Not just some because we're, we think we're the experts on things, but because they there's some pretty good reasoning behind it. Yeah, and then there's some that they look like they, uh, and then there's some that we just don't care about mm-hmm. or have no interest in. But you just know based on series channel or you know series of things, it's definitely going to last a couple seasons. Right. Like I will not be watching Feud. Uh, Ryan Murphy does nothing for me. I'm done with him. So, and I have no interest in seeing the story about Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, but I have a feeling a ton of people are going to tune in for that and it'll last. And his next one is probably already in the can as we speak. Probably. I know they're actually going to reveal American Horror Story season seven. Uh, last year they kept it under wraps. What the story was going to be about. Uh, for a surprise matter, but this year apparently in March well, they're going to announce what the theme is and what it's about. Nice. So, oh, yeah. and even though it wasn't on our mid-season prediction list coming up on February third, Santa Clarita Diet, that one trumps all my other shows for what I'm excited to see this coming season. So that's my number Actually, one. Actually, then I have to go with um, you know the two that we Blacklist Redemption and Trial and Error. I wanted to ask you, I just thought of this, and um, we didn't cover when we were going over shows watched. Did you watch Emerald City? Uh, no, I have not watched that yet. Okay. Um, I ran out of time to watch shows, but I will be watching it. Okay. I don't predict yeah. that one's going to last, though. Well, that was the thing. That was actually on my list, and I had skipped over it where you had already started talking about it on the uh, the weekly yep. watched already. and. Uh, I have only watched the first episode, but I just, I don't see it lasting. No, I love it and I don't see it lasting because it's high fantasy. It's too high concept. And I don't think that it's nabbed the audience that it wants to nab. Yeah. It's too high falutin falutin. So, yep. Anyways, cool. Is that everything for you? I think that's everything for me. That is definitely everything for me, so thanks for listening. Let us know what you think of the shows we talked about, the mid-season shows, which ones you think you will like or not like or are looking forward to or whatnot and stuff. And uh, tweet us tweet us about it on the Twitter machine. I'm at SuperstarML. And I'm at the Quantum Geek, G33K. The show is at What Did You Watch? And don't forget we get that Facebook page as well. Go, go give us a like. Let us know if you like us. Maybe we'll uh, this week we'll even put up some trailers for the shows that we're excited about. That's a good idea. I don't think we should put up the ones that we don't want to watch. That's a good idea as well. <laughs> well, no, because then we can say, see, this is why we don't want to watch it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. See you later.